This episode of Says Who is brought to you by you. Yeah, you. You. Right there. You. Through your support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash says who. Our Patreon, where every Sunday you get a whole nother one of these. You get me and Maureen talking again. As a bonus episode, if you give it the 5 or $10 a month level, that $10 a month level also gets you a sticker in the mail every month because you become a member of the very exclusive Says Who Sticker Club. Every sticker's a banger. Sign up at patreon.com slash says who. December 27th, two days after Christmas, nine liars, seven suspects, and one killer still on the loose. Wow. That's right. Get yourself some nine liars. That's my commercial. That was a good commercial. I'm what do you in. think? What do you think? I just pre-ordered. Did you? As you were saying that. That's great. Made me do it. All right. First, I was like, meh. But then, when uh, I learned nah, killer's nah, still nah, on nah. the loose. There's a killer still on the loose. I figured it was one of those books where they already had the killer. No. Man, still on the loose. Still on the loose, like a goose. That's wild. That's wild. <clears throat> yeah, right like there, some Dad. some kind of mystery. It I is. got all choked up thinking right. about dead people. Oh. Yeah. Anyway, Maureen's book is coming out December 27th. And you can pre-order it now. You can do it anywhere. But you could also go to kickbezosintheballs.org, which is our own little bookshop, where you can do it there. <laughs> kickbezosintheballs.org. That's the way you and said while, it. I know. I just it, suddenly I it's like I forgot what I was saying as I was saying it. it happens a lot. Uh, if you're buying things on the internet, you can also go over to merch.sayswhopodcast.com. Or you can get Says Who merchandise. We got all kinds of stuff. And there's some Says Boo merchandise oh. making its way onto the store very shortly because it is spooky season, maybe even by the time uh, this episode comes out, though that is really dependent on my ability to finish uh, that work while also doing other work. So it might not. As I say it, I'm talking myself out of it. But soon, soon, merch.sayswhopodcast.com. Mm. Hey, Dan. Hey, Maureen. You ready to go? Ready to talk news? Mm. Sorry about that. I was just taking a sip of this chilled Greek wine, Dan, and looking out at the... I wonder if I can show you without destroying everything. Oh, boy. This usually goes well. It's going to go well, Dan, because, look, life is what we, you know... It is what it is, and I just want you to see maybe this is the view out the one way. Wow. So that's the, the kind of rocky, Star Wars looking. Yeah. Then we go this way, then. Just opening a little window. Wow. That's the Aegean, then. see. That's Man. Aegean. And is there also a pool in front of it? There, the pool is right down there, yes. That's nice. I, I was just in there, Dan. Take another sip of my wine. Mm. Dan. When you taste the wine and you can feel how it's influenced by the sun, you can feel mm -hmm. how up here on these Greek mountaintops that you can feel where the myth comes from, how it feels like you're touching both the sky, the water, the bottom of the earth, the top of the sky. You see the, the beauty in the, the parched, beautiful rock. In hmm. the, you could taste the rain in the tomatoes, Dan. Yeah. And the wind, the wind is something else. The wind is a soft, continuous breeze that... Let's you know the sea is near you and my wine Dan just uh, mm. 
You ever just think about the sea, Dan? Just I mean, not really. This the sea, you know, just what's it doing? It's not doing anything, Dan. It's just, it's just being. Yeah. The sea could teach us so much. <laughs> Mm-hmm. This says who? The podcast that comes from the sea, it comes from the oh, earth, boy. it comes from the mountains that reach for the sky. It's going to be a long episode. Dan, yesterday, Robin Wasserman, oh, go do your thing. It's a coping strategy. Mm-hmm. I'm Dan, Dan Sinker. Sinker, yeah. And that, it's not that that's not important, Dan. It's just that I'm looking out at this almost lunar landscape. Here I am on top of this here mountain. And the wind is is nuts up here because we are really high up because the Greek islands are wild and mountainous and rocky and real windy. Can you hear it whistling? Yeah. What was that? That is the wind. Wow. Yeah. Even if I opened up this one door, you would not be able to hear me from the sound of the wind. It is quite something. Um, But we are high up and these roads are to call them roads is really being very, very charitable. When we were driving up here in a big old kind of large scale, bigger than a minivan, like a minibus that okay. they came, to, you know, that they takes you from the airport. And the yeah. guy was trying to figure out which house to stop at. And he kept kind of stopping the engine and it was stalling out. And it just, I was like, we're going to roll backwards and we're going to die because this is the steepest slope I have ever, ever been wow. on. Wow. Well, Robin and I walked down it yesterday to the sea. Yeah. And it was a tricky walk. It wasn't impossible, but it was tricky. Mm-hmm. But once it was, we got down there and then we were suddenly on this soft sandy beach and we jumped into the Aegean, which was cl- cold and clear and actually not that cold, but like clear and beautiful and like, oh, oh. so good. And then we walked, but it was a, it was a walk back up, but we did it. Um, so, uh, my fitness tracker on my wrist was like, my watch was like, whoa, what are you doing? And I was like, I'm walking up a Greek mountain like a god. Um, try not to get hit by people on four by fours and unhelmeted, bolts. unhelmeted mm. people on motor scooters. But um, it's beautiful here. It's, it, I, I mean, you're on a Grecian island. I feel like I'm well oxygenated, certainly. It would be shocking to me if it was not beautiful. It feels stupid. It would definitely feel stupid not to be here, Dan. I am trying to encourage Oscar to call out sick for a couple days. And just stay a little longer? I mean, we'd be fools not to, but... Yeah, it's true. You're on a Grecian island, Maureen. Yeah, it's pretty good. Stay forever. We get big Grecian meals twice a day. There's a Greek mama cook in the house who comes and fills the table with food twice a day, like piles of Greek salad, dips, fresh hot pita bread, plus stuffed peppers and tomatoes and fish and like, uh, you name it, moussaka and like fried feta and drizzled with honey and... Oh, man. It is nuts. That sounds amazing. A cat adopted us the first night. We're calling her Ariadne. And okay. um, she I just fed her her fish. She came, sure. she came early for dinner, actually. So I think she just came for late lunch. Um, yeah. But she loves us. She comes several times a day. She's, in the morning, she stretches out by the door and waits for us. <laughs> she knows not to come in. She's super well-behaved. And then yep. to thank us for the fish, she goes to each of us and nuzzles our heads, the back of oh our heads, goodness. and gives us like these little kitten, oh, come on. these little kitten nips that aren't bites, but like little love nips. And then she purrs and kneads and purrs, and then she falls asleep next to us purring. Wow. Yeah. If I didn't know better, yeah, I would say this is some sort of familiar sent by an enemy author to spy on you all. Every retreat, we seem to get a cat. Yeah, well, this is only only emphasizes that theory. Then I feel like they there is a bit of a rumor that when I show up, the animals show up. 
Because the animals Good. can smell my stucker, sucker status that I will feed them three times a yeah. day. And, you know, anyway. That sounds amazing. So, Dan, basically what I'm saying is life is like a beautiful, strange, ragged, and wonderful journey. Let's take another sip of wine. Marini's going to be fully clocked by the end of this episode. I drink a... Uh, I used to never drink it all, but now I sometimes drink a full glass of wine. There you go. Well, you're letting loose. Yeah, I am. You're cutting loose. That's good. You you deserve to cut loose. Do I? On a Grecian island. Yeah, you do. Well, we've been working. Yeah. We were How just- How's the work going? It's It goes really well because you don't have to think about other things. You just right. sit down and go. Man, that sounds nice. Well, Dan, I I feel bad saying this. Why? I don't know. You know me. I just, I, yeah. I'm the worst. Uh, I think that you deserve good things too, Maureen. We all deserve good things. We do. That's the trouble Everyone is that we all don't get deserves them. deserves good things. That is I, true. Uh, flying over. I, I did make it. All my luggage made it. You know, all, wow. the, all the things like it happened. You're the one. Yeah. I mean, I think that after they cut a whole bunch of flights... British Airways cut like 10,000 flights and therefore the uh, airport could keep up. They only have one flight a day now. They're like, this works. Things are going great in England, Dan. That's the lesson. They are. They're going great. I've been watching the pound creep ever closer to the dollar. Yes. Today. The the pound is as low as I've ever seen it in my lifetime. What's it at right now? It's... $1.15. Yep. It is... And the and the euro was also pretty much par with the dollar. Yeah. Um, it's good stuff. Yeah. Uh, so the UK. So we got a little stop in the UK. We were there for a night. We were there long enough to get some food and watch a little TV. Yeah, you were hanging out in Heathrow. And have breakfast. That sounds awesome. So Oscar got a night of being English a little bit Fun. in an airport. Yeah. As English um, as anyone is in an airport. There's obviously some very exciting English news today. There is. Do you want to just news? jump right in? I think we should, Dan. I love it. There is a new prime minister in the UK today. Boris Johnson had to go up and tell the queen, peace out. Yeah. And their new prime minister, as elected by something like 87,000 people. Sure. That's how it works. Because this was not a general election. This was an election for the new head of the Conservative Party. And the number of people that could vote in that election was about 100,000. And they voted bizarrely for Liz Truss. And um, Liz Truss is a... She seems like a like a Muppet that didn't quite make it through the production line. <laughs> She's not the brightest. Okay. She's famous for kind of weirdly talking about pork subsidies a lot. This was a real race to the bottom kind of a... Because they only had to appeal to 100,000 of the worst people in the UK. So all of their promises are like, we will be the worst. We will do the worst fucking stuff. Don't you worry about that thing. We're going to be terrible. Yeah. And... um. Yeah, she, they, she went up, they, the queen was like, I cannot get down to Buckingham Palace, you're going to have to come to me in Scotland. They went up to Balmoral, the queen said, see you later, Boris, hello, Liz Truss, and now they have a new prime minister. Really feels like they could have just done that on Zoom. It feels like this could have been an email. Yeah. Or not like even just, done at all, like it's... Yeah. It's she could have just written a thing. It's a formality, Dan, but they like yeah. a formality. They do like a formality there. Uh, it's looking, it's shaping up to be a um, a winter of pain in the UK, Dan. Fun. With uh, costs just absolutely skyrocketing to a level that is insane and inhuman. Yeah. Where people are asking serious questions about whether or not they will have enough money to either heat or buy food and will they have to make a choice? Yeah. Good stuff. Um. Yeah, uh, uh, pubs are asking about their if they're going to have to close if they have costing. There was an article today that was speculating on the price of a 
pints of beer going up to 15 or 20 pounds. Oh. I don't know if that was just a PR stunt from the pub industry or an actual question. No doubt, costs of everything are going up, food and heating, and it is really treacherous Yeah, in the UK right now. It seems like uh, this may be a very short prime ministership. They are already campaigning for Boris's return. Oh, fuck me. What? That is absolutely <laughs> true. And the bets are on for who will be the next prime minister. Oh, shit. This is a poisoned chalice, Dan. Holy fuck. This is absolutely a job no one should want. Right. Not these people. Not these people that are absolutely going to make it worse, that see, have absolutely made it their stated goal to fuck the poor. Right. And fuck the middle and basically fuck most people that aren't companies. Yeah, it seems that way. They are not there to going to help anybody to get food or heat. Woof. There, there are a lot of national strikes planned because um, people do not have are not being paid commensurate with the cost of living. Right. So there will be rail strikes. Uh, there will be there will be strikes in a lot of different areas. Yeah. I believe the rail strikes are already coming. They they've been kind of going on and off, but there's going to be disruptions in a lot of different things. So wild. Uh, yeah. Good stuff. So I'm going to hold on, Dan. I have to reach across. In the airport, I bought this drink. I need this drink, Dan. Say, it's a rhubarb lemonade from Proto-Manger at uh, Heathrow Airport that I've been mm. carrying around and found it when I was looking up, uh, looking for this microphone, Dan. So I'm pretty excited to have this drink. <laughs> Wait, I want to, you, it's warm. You bought this lemonade in Heathrow. Yeah. And you've been walking around with it in a bag ever since. Okay. Now well, she's drinking it. It's been sitting in a bag. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with it. It's a can of drink. Well, I know. It just mm. seems like a person buys a drink and drinks that drink. That was your walking around drink. I had a bottle of water and this. I bought this because I was excited because it was rhubarb. Mm. They like it. They like it. They'll give you a rhubarb drink in the UK. Why don't we yeah. make rhubarb drinks? Rhubarb is delicious. Rhubarb is one of my very favorite of all things. Sour and tangy. Yum. Yeah. But then you put enough sugar in it, all so sweet. <sighs> Dan, isn't that true of people too? Sort of. She also I don't made know this little. You can really sugar up a real asshole or anything. Tiny fried Greek donuts covered with honey and Nutella, oh, Dan. God, come on. <laughs> Come on. She feeds us like she's a grandmother feeding. She's like, eat. You don't eat enough. Wow. We're like, we eat plenty, but nobody could eat the amount of food she makes for us. I want that. I challenge accepted. I mean. I'll be right over. uh, Last night, there was like a Greek milk tart with like a, oh, man, it was. Man. I'm sorry. The food is pretty exciting. I had this weekend. They were great. But she can make the shit out of it. She says sometimes people show up and they don't want Greek food. What are these idiots are doing? doing? What are they doing? I will admit something to you, Maureen. I'm not the biggest fan of Greek food. There's there's a limit that I have on the kind of flavor profile of Greek food. Really? But boy, I can eat the shit out of a gyro. Oh. These these foods are maybe my favorite. Yeah. Um. Although modern bird like. I had a breakfast down at the ho- at the hotel at the airport. That I got the breakfast buffet. And there was Expedia's like, you want to put it in? I was like, put it on. Because I had a feeling, Dan, my feeling was correct. That this hotel at the breakfast buffet would have vegetarian sausages. And they did. So oh, yeah. I had a plate full of vegetarian sausages and watermelon. Which <laughs> is my dream breakfast and my dream lunch and my dream dinner. The Brits can make the fuck out of a breakfast. I yeah. love a Brit- an English breakfast. With a little jar of brown sauce on the side. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, yeah. I uh, I think I've talked about this before, but I realized partway through kind of pandemic eating that I could just change up my whole life by ordering some brown sauce. Yep. And now every breakfast that I eat has brown sauce on it, and it makes me so happy. I think, actually, let me look, I'm down to one bottle left in the store 
I need to re-up soon. Mmm, tasty. Yeah. I'm going to be buying some at the airport. I can and just order a big six-pack. I'm just going to... I'm acting like I've never been in a Heathrow airport before, but we're really only going to the airport for this night, so I'm going to be, like, right. grocery shopping at the airport. Like, just anything English I can get into my bag. Heathrow, having traveled internationally, you know, most international terminals have a level of shopping mall to them. But like Heathrow's is awesome. Heathrow's is next level. I didn't know until I was going through Terminal 5 the other day that you can also get a personal shopper service. Like you can just say, buy these things and they'll go off and do it? Well, personal shoppers are like bespoke tier because there are stores in Heathrow while they have like the bookstore and the store with the water bottles and the chocolate and the duty free, they also have um, a Cartier. They have a Dior. They have a Burberry. They have a they have fancy fucking stores in there, like Fifth Avenue fucking stores. So if you are flying through and you want a some designer clothes, yeah. they will go to Dior and all these shops and pick out stuff for you to choose from. On your half hour, you know, it could be like, I want to, but, you know, I assume that there are people that do this because I, there turns out there are people that do all kinds of things. Yeah. Like fly on airplanes that where you get a full queen size bed in a room on the plane. So, you know, there's. I just saw, speaking of that, I saw uh, a person that I know that covers like environmental issues and things like that in the UK and Europe, uh, a European train manufacturer just debuted a new like all sleeper train mm. that they call a night jet. Whoa. And I love that terminology. I bet that's awesome. I'm going to take the night jet. That's and then great. you just get on a train and sleep. I have done it, but I did it on Amtrak and I didn't love it, but we don't do yeah. trains as well. We also did the sleeper once on Amtrak and we actually got the like big family room, which is like the entire width of a train car. And Whoa. it was pretty it was pretty awesome to hang out in and not very awesome to sleep in because uh Amtrak I don't think has any suspension at all. So you are just rattled to uh the ends of the earth. But I uh, but it was fun to be able to just hang out. Several years ago, a group of us riders took the the, the uh, a sleeper train, a whole bunch of us, down to Dragon Con in Atlanta. It ended up taking 24 hours on the train. Yeah. Cassie, Claire, and I shared one of these little little ones, little booths. Oh, that, yeah, yeah, where yeah. It's, a, um, it's private, and it does have two beds, but your bed is also kind of your toilet. <laughs> <laughs> the toilet is next to your head and directly under your head as you're sleeping. And mm, nice. we were spooked out by the toilet next that's sort of your bed. <laughs> the next time on the way back, we slept in the the fanciest one, which was like a double deck, just a little sleeping room, yeah. which was much fancier. Uh, but I never really quite recovered from it's a toilet and it's also a pillow. Yeah, that, that'll do it. So... Some people, you know, as the train was going by, you saw the doors were, some people were kind of fully on their toilets with the doors kind of hanging open a little, Dan, and it was, I still think about it sometimes. <laughs> it was kind of, as I just remembered, it's kind of pooping train, and I just, you know. You know, it's funny, because that big room we had did not have a toilet. You had to go out to use the toilet. Yeah, that's preferable. It seems like a better move. Yeah. Um, yeah. But Dan. Yeah. That's all the news for this week. So thank you. I'll take a sip of rhubarb lemonade and just. Well, Maureen out. Johnson. Oh, I was going to go back to the pool. You know how uh, Donald Trump had his home raided mm. for potentially violating the Espionage Act? It's It's just, it's vaguely. It was about a month ago now, so it might be a little hard to remember, but uh, it happened. Did it? Do you remember at the time? Because they walked out of Mar-a-Lago with 
thousands of pages of documents, including many, many marked top secret and some of them so secret that they couldn't actually be handled by the people that were walking out with them, that kind of thing. And everyone was like, well, (laughs) we got him this time. No way he's going to wriggle out of this one. Yeah. Do you remember all that? Yeah, no, everything was fixed. Well, Maureen Johnson, he may have found a way to wriggle out of this one. Mm. Because yesterday, after two weeks, federal district judge Eileen Cannon announced that she was approving Trump's request to appoint a special master to oversee the documents the FBI seized from inside Mar-a-Lago. Now, that on its surface is just like, okay, you know, the 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 FBI has already said they've essentially already looked through all the documents at this point. They had a taint team look over them Stop and it. pull out. I, I, God damn it. I know you I like that saying. Was coming. I love saying taint team. Yes. It's true. Mm. Taint team. I should make taint team t-shirts. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No, Dan, we already have those cursed object shorts. We cannot have taint team. Someone will wear those those things together. And I can't emotionally handle that. Well, point being, uh, her ruling. Also, maybe even before we get to the ruling, let's remember that this judge was appointed nine days after Trump lost the election in 2020. After having served three years as an associate in a law firm and then as an assistant state's attorney, never as a judge. Right. Became a federal judge. Her ruling went far beyond what anyone was expecting, including the Trump team. Right. Who must have seen this as possibly the greatest gift that they could have ever received because on its face, the ruling appointed a special master a reminder that's a person who's independent from the investigation to review the 11,000 documents that were seized and separate documents would fall under attorney-client privilege. That's what the ask was. And that's what the Justice Department has already said they've done. And they they sequestered a few documents out of that way. But Maureen, the judge extended the ruling far beyond that and included executive privilege into the purview of the of the special master while not actually defining what she means by executive privilege. So there's that. But more so, it's super weird because the Justice Department is part of the executive branch. So it should actually fall within the boundaries of executive privilege. Executive privilege is designed to keep, say, Congress from ex- accessing your files, which is how Trump was able to keep congressional investigators from getting things like his taxes for so long. But second, Maureen, Trump is no longer in the executive branch. An executive privilege can't really be asserted by him. It can be asserted by the sitting head of the executive branch, that is Joe Biden, who told the National Archives that it was their decision whether or not to accept an executive privilege uh, argument in which they said they did not. But third, Maureen, executive privilege, even if it was able to be asserted in this case, doesn't apply in a criminal investigation. In reporting about the various weirdness uh, in this thing, the New York Times quotes Peter M. Shane, a legal scholar in residence at NYU, who's a specialist in the separation of powers, who says, quote, even if there's some hypothetical situation in which a former president could shield his or her communications from the current executive branch, they would not be able to do so in the context of a criminal investigation, and certainly not after the material has been seized pursuant to a lawful search warrant. So there's all that. But beyond that, Maureen, I don't know. I don't say things like end beyond that, Maureen. Don't just come out with stuff like that. The judge blocked the Justice Department okay, Dad, from moving forward said. on their investigation in any way until after the special master has finished their review, basically saying that because they've already looked at the files, they have to stop their investigation until the special master can essentially caught up, catch up with them. The reason the judge cited is because of the, quote, reputational harm that could be done to Trump 
if information gleaned from the documents leaked out. She wrote that Trump could suffer, quote, an unquantifiable potential harm by way of improper disclosure of sensitive information to the public. And as a function of plaintiff's former position as president of the United States, the stigma associated with the subject seizures is in a league of its own. A future indictment based to any degree on property that ought to be returned would result in reputational harm of a decidedly different order of magnitude. He can't be guilty. He had a title. Basically. And because you took... So a lot of this hinges, a lot of this decision hinges on the fact that the warrant that they had said, hey, go in and get these documents. And if the documents were found in the content, like among other things, grab those things too. Right. And so... What she's saying is there was a lot of other stuff because we now know enough to know that there were uh, these documents were basically strewn all over the place, like intermingled with all sorts of stuff. And so all kinds of things came back with the FBI. Um, And because of that, including things like medical records and stuff like that, she specifically states like, well, if information from these medical records came out, you know, that sort of thing. Um, The thing that is the biggest problem with all of this, as legal experts who were cited in the New York Times and other places have said, that basically this ruling says that anyone that has had their stuff seized in a search could petition for a special master and have a halt put on their investigation until all of it is put through. Like it literally makes it so that any, if you had your cell phone taken, you could say, I need a special master and I want to halt to the investigation until everything has been reviewed. Then because of potential reputational harm, that could come to the idea. So think about it, Maureen. If you are uh, if you are indicted for a thing and you are found not guilty. Okay. You have still had some harm to your reputation done. Yeah. I don't like it. So protecting based on reputational harm basically makes it impossible to uh, charge anyone with anything? Anyone. Yeah. Yeah. It seems genuinely bonkers. It doesn't say I'm no now, Dan. I'm no legal scholar. Yeah. But this seems stupid. I, I, I it's just it's it not seems, unsustainable. Yes. Uh yes. So what's gonna happen? Who is the special master? Well, I'm glad you asked that because we don't know yet. Remember, this search happened a month ago. The Trump team waited two weeks before putting in the request for the special master. The first time they put that request in, they filed it wrong, and the judge wrote them back with instructions on how to do it right. They finally put it in. Then the judge took a little more than a week. So it's been a month. The judge did not uh, name a special master, which they could have done. Instead, they asked both the the Justice Department and the Trump team to produce a list of special masters, which I believe they have until Friday to turn in. At that point, I guess the judge will kind of look at both of it and make a decision. And then they still have to kind of decide the rules of play with which the special master uh, works under. One of the biggest things being what the fuck even executive privilege means in this regard, which seems that the judge will sort of create uh, precedent out of whole cloth, you know, because there isn't any. Or all of the all of the precedent that exists, which includes things like, you know, Nixon trying to exert executive privilege over the Watergate tapes and having that not accepted. Uh, Now, the government can appeal. 
they can appeal to the 11th Circuit Court, which is the circuit court that this judge uh, falls under. The 11th Circuit Court had six of its 11 members appointed by Trump. Dan, Dan, why are you doing this? And then they could appeal to the Supreme Court, but we all know their makeup right now. Oh, Dan, why? See, the ocean's going to be so cold. Ocean is so much to teach us, Dan. It's fine. All of this comes after Maureen. The Justice Department had released a photograph. This was in their. Uh, this was in their. Their response to the original special master query. They released a photograph uh, that showed. Uh, in addition to showing the remarkably ugly carpeting of Mar-a-Lago, it showed just dozens of top secret folders uh, spread out on the floor. Uh, Donald Trump took issue with that photograph. He wanted everyone to know that he did not store his top secret documents strewn across the floor. That was the FBI that did that. Mm. He stored them in cartons. Now, Dan, Mm -hmm. every move the Trump group has made so far has been yeah. pretty effectively countered and owned. Yeah. Like showing the photograph, etc. Sure. Like releasing the uh, subpoena. Not the subpoena. What's the word? The affidavit. The affidavit. Yeah. Etc. Dan. Now, is there any chance I mean, there's certainly a chance that the 11th, you know, I mean, let's be clear. Trump appointed a fuck ton of judges in his time. That seems to be his major legacy is just scattered all these weird garbage judges everywhere. Yes. And not all of them always decide in his favor. No. The large reason that Trump is not currently the president of the United States is due to Trump appointed judges deciding that the various uh, wacky arguments for uh, election fraud uh, did not actually work, including up to the Supreme Court. Right. So it's certainly possible that uh, appeals would not necessarily fall in Trump's favor, though I did see a few different uh, people um, that are like legal experts basically say, you know, one possibility, because I don't think there's there is a federal circuit court that is going to want to have precedent sitting around saying basically anyone that has ever had any property seized can basically put a stop to their prosecution. Right. Like that's got to get sorted out. Um, And so I did see a few different people say, you know, one way the circuit court could decide is basically put the president of the United States, former president of the United States into a sort of a special class and basically say this is really only applicable to these what there are three, four living presidents right now that it would really only be applicable to these people. Right. Um, Which is a weird precedent in and of itself, because then it basically says, you know, that you could do whatever. Yeah. It's like like open season. And don't think the the Trump people won't utilize that to the nth degree, you know, if that is what's decided. But it does seem like that is a possibility, especially because the folks that I've seen have basically been like, oof, the 11th Circuit, you know, like so seems that the the jurisdiction that this falls in is is one of the ones that would likely find more in Trump's favor than not. All this Trump stuff is like <clears throat> feel like we're living out the end of season 4 of Stranger Things. Without spoiling too much, things don't go well. I mean <laughs> Dan the most remarkable thing to me is just the <clears throat> the slowness with which this has rolled out means that there is so much that we already know, right? Like, remember, this is a ultimately a case of mishandling documents and having 
top secret documents that you should not have. And we know he had them. And we know that he mishandled them, right? Like we know all of these things. And yet, uh, you know, it's all going to be put on hold. We know so much, Maureen, that we know that, for instance, the very first uh, receipt that the FBI gave them for the stuff taken, most of it, most of that receipt just said like box 2A, top secret documents. But one of the things listed was information, Ray, the president of France. And we now know enough to know that that information was about his sex life. Was it? Yeah. I wasn't following, Dan. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, multiple reports at this point say that the documents had to do with uh, One assumes Macron's sex life. Because it's France. Well, and also because Trump, had Trump seems to have had a uh, real interest in you know, the more sort of like, what kind of leverage can I get on people types of intelligence? You mean uh, lace boners? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Sorry. That's what I mean. Yeah. It, um, the one plus on this, not that there are really any pluses. Literally, more the Justice Department, by the letter of the law, as the judge put out, you could not interview witnesses about the documents because you basically can't know that the documents exist until after the special master is done looking at them is essentially how the judge has put it forward. So they can't, they can't be like, cool. All right. We don't have these documents, but let's like, finish getting on record the various like people in fake mustaches wandering around Mar-a-Lago pretending to be security. Like, let's talk to them, you know, like, nope, can't do it. And what's the time frame we think on this whole special master situation? Weeks to months. Weeks to months. Um, I mean, from, no one... from appointment and completion of task. Right. I would gut months. I mean, we're weeks from appointment. Right. Now, Dan, if you yep. remember back, and I know you don't want to, mm-hmm. to Trump saying when he was going to announce yeah. his candidacy, the rumors were floating that he was going to announce after Labor Day. Yeah. It is now after Labor Day. It is indeed. It is, as we record, the day after Labor Day. Yeah. We have, as we were told we were going to be getting, more January 6th hearings coming this month. Yeah, have those? I don't believe those have actually been scheduled yet, but they, they have haven't promised been scheduled September. But we have some spicy meatballs coming up, Dan. Mm-hmm. Now, do you think he's going to jump ahead very quickly with this special master window that's been created and yes. get his announcement out there as quickly as possible? Yes, I do. I could well be wrong, but I think that he he now has both a legal window with which to kind of be able to operate without much moving forward on that front. Um, And also it was reported even before the special master thing came out, Bloomberg was reporting that quote, under longstanding department policy, justice department policy, prosecutors are barred from taking investigative steps or filing charges for the purpose of affecting an election or helping a candidate or party traditionally 60 days before an election. This year, the 60 days before the election is September 10th, which is in four days from the day that we're recording, three days from the day this comes out, Uh, which Bloomberg finished makes it unlikely that anything in terms of prosecution uh, would be announced until after November 8th. So in some ways, the special master appointment, if it only takes a few months, lines up with where the Justice Department seems to have fallen internally, which is we're not going to indict this dude until after the election. So he had sort of this like Justice Department norms window, and now he has a special master window, which basically handcuffs the Justice Department for X amount of time. And like any burglar, he sees an open window and he's going to climb through it. That would be my assumption. By the way, Dan, not for nothing, as we're staying here, as we move into the house, the guy who runs the house says, by the way, you might want to hire this private security firm to come hang out at the house. 
because there have been a bunch of burglaries. And they like to they like to take things like computers and iPads and and Rolexes. And we said we don't have any Rolexes. <laughs> and sell them to the Albanian mob. Oh, fun. So we kind of got this little bit of a shakedown to uh, hire a 600 euro a day security service to just kind of sit and watch our house. Well, at least there's some extra food for them. And we said, we're okay. But I've been very much thinking about open windows, Dan, and what comes through them. Yeah. And is I hope the, you all are backing up your files to the cloud. Listen, Dan, if the Albanian mob comes for me <laughs> and they take my sneakers... I'm more. I'm less concerned about your sneakers. I'm more concerned about everyone's books in progress. Well, yeah, and apparently they're like they they made the Albanian mob sound like cats. They're like they don't come if there's anyone in the house. Okay. Sort of like a weird Santa, you know. Like it's just <laughs> if they're awake, they won't come in. If you're there, they won't come in. But so the are minute- you guys doing twenty four seven? Someone's always awake. Well, we're just always here, so apparently they're not going to be interested in us because we okay. never leave. They're like, you know, when you go clubbing, and we all laughed. But then <laughs> somebody, when we arrived on the plane, said, you've got to try the Scorpion Club. It's popping. And we said, we are not the kind of people that go to places that are popping. Let alone or, called the Scorpion Club. But uh, I've been thinking a lot about what sneaks in through open windows. Yeah. It's helpful when plotting mysteries. Dan, are we just rolling down the hill towards a Trump-Biden 2024 election? Yes. They're both going to be 89 years old. Yeah. They're, yeah. They're both going to be very elderly. I've been thinking a lot lately about Trump's theory that our bodies are batteries. And if you <laughs> deplete the battery early by exercising, then... uh then you just then you're done. And I just think he might be right at this Dan, point. The man's brand brain is made of hamburger helper. Yeah. He's not right. <laughs> no. And yet here we are. But he may be president again. Yeah, he sure could. Just in the same way Boris Johnson is already who quit, who who left office this morning. Yeah. Is already being put forward. As the next prime minister. Think about what kind of fucking time loop we'd be living in if in two years from now we're staring at Donald Trump and Boris Johnson, the head of the U.S. and the U.K. yet again. That's why we have to go to the sea, Dan. I've been thinking about this with my wine. Yeah. We need to live in the sea. <laughs> in the sea? Yes. <laughs> okay. Sort of an Aquaman thing. No, not that deep. Like knee deep. Oh, okay. I've been thinking about this for a while, and I think knee deep in the sea is the right amount because okay. we need to breathe. Mm-hmm. True. There are lots of fires. Yeah. We, Fire's we, not going to get you if you're knee deep in the sea. No, it's true. You're always ready to escape. Yeah. You're in line one with- way, One way or the other. You're in you line with the forces of nature. Mm-hmm. It's very peaceful. Sure. You don't need a house if you're just always knee-deep in the sea because you can't have one. It's true. You're knee-deep in the sea. I mean, you could get one of those stilt houses. The seas will rise. They'll take your stilt house. Just remain knee-deep in the sea wherever the sea is, and you're already ahead of the game. There you go. Dan, it's not good. No. I don't like what you're giving me. (laughs) I'm I'm not giving you good stuff. Dan, how old is Trump? Great question. Late 70s, I believe. Let's see. Donald. Donald. He is 76 right now. So he would be 78. He's not a healthy 76, 78. I mean, I'm not totally willing to say that he's unhealthy. I am. Considering that it sure seems like if he was unhealthy, he would be unhealthier than he is. I have to believe that level of hate and evil rots you from yeah. the inside. You'd think. When is but he going to announce? I have a lot of external <sighs> proof of that. Dan, is he going to announce it's September? You need to just tell me now. I believe so. 
Okay. Okay. I believe so. Okay. Thank you. I would say an outside, if he's being, um, if he's being coached by somebody that sort of cares about symbolism or something like that, the outside would be that he waits for two years out from election day, 2024. And announces that day. Oh, come on. And says, you know, in two years. So when would that be? That'll be, let's see, election day. Election day, twenty November 5th. So I, I'm, I'm willing to say that on November 5th, he will announce. Remember, remember the 5th of November, gunpowder, treason, and plot? Yeah, there you go. It works. It works as symbolism for two years ahead. It also works for the unwitting dumbness that they seem to always do because yeah announcing on guy fox day seems perfect we could build the commune here dan on mykonos there okay once we make our once we figure out what to do about the albanian mob i think we're really we're really solid everyone is very nice no one wears a helmet it's very sunny, windy, healthy. You, you live on cucumbers and olives and wine, and you're knee deep in the mm. sea. I'm just I saying. I told you that every every day at lunch, I just eat a pickle plate now, right? I think that's very civilized. I know. I have a little. I've pickled some cucumber, or not cucumber. I've pickled some cauliflower and carrots, jalapenos. That's there, one of them. We're going to have pickling jars. Little. Sweet bread and butters and fermentation dill pickles, jars. Some kimchi. Our, we're gonna we're gonna do so yeah. much fermentation in the commune. And then I have just a little piece of cheese oh, and man. a little couple of couple of little bits of uh some like uh, a little dried sausage kind of situation. It's great I, lunch. I don't think I can bring cheese back from England, can I? I don't think they let you bring mm, cheese. They, I, the last time I traveled internationally, they had cheese dogs in the. Uh, in the customs line. Yeah, can't bring cheese. Walking around smelling for cheese. But so. they let you bring all the vegetarian sausage you want. They don't care about that. There you go. No one cares about your plant proteins. <laughs> Dan, I'm not in an emotional place where I can take this kind of news. <laughs> I had found a place of peace, Dan. I mean, you can always walk into the sea. I had, deep. I had, uh, no, I have to go down the hill. Okay. And it's too dangerous to go down the hill at this time of day. Oh, because it's dark or getting dark. It's oh, it won't be dark for a while yet. But it's just it's it's the the there's too much traffic right now. We might get hit by a minibus. <laughs> Dan, I wasn't ready. As it turns out, I wasn't ready. Well, I physically you- wasn't ready because I thought we were recording three hours from now. Yeah, I emotionally wasn't ready. To think well, about all of this. If there's one thing that isn't, that is consistent in the many years that we have now done says who, I believe we are rolling up. Holy cow. I think year six is maybe next week. Just shake it. <laughs> now that I think about it, yeah. I'm pretty sure next week's episode would mark the sixth year. How says who? Dare you? Just How dare you? Me, as we said it. But I, what I was saying was if there's one thing that's consistent, it's that I can ruin your idyllic trips. Or will I go downstairs? Will I take a deep breath of sea air? Will I turn around to see warm pita and tzatziki? Oh, man. Oh. Yes, I will. God, that sounds good. I could just eat my weight in pita yeah. and dip it in tzatziki sauce. And will I be sitting there thinking about the fact now that Trump has opened this goddamn window and we had this other goddamn kind of window open and he's going to crawl through and he's going to make America an ass again and show your whole ass for Trump or whatever the fuck he puts out there. Some dumb slogan, the flags, all the flags I'm going to see, all the stickers. Mm -hmm. They invaded the Capitol, Dan. They did. That's what they did last time. Yeah. Yeah. Just wait for next time. Dan, God damn it, Dan. You are not helping. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> this episode. No, don't you do this to me. <laughs> don't 
say, here, hold the stick of dynamite and then leave. Don't you do this. <laughs> I just need you to hang on to it for two years. This is all spy versus spy stuff where you keep handing me a lip balm and then going. No, yeah. I'm going to drink this. I've almost finished this glass of wine. See, you got to go refill. I don't. I only drink one, Dan. That to me uh, is a party. That's, that's a good party. How dare you? How? I'm saying it's a good party. No, you're, you're saying. <laughs> I literally said that's a good party. Are they? What are they going to indict him, Dan? Just tell me that. <sighs> I'm still going with yes. Dan, Dan, come on. Maybe. I'm leaning more and more toward the idea that if there is an indictment, it will be on a, at a misdemeanor level. Like at a sort of like, don't come on, kids, don't do that again kind of level. Don't steal super classified documents and notes about the president yeah, of France. you know. Sex life and nuclear secrets. Yeah, what's it's the, you know. It's the equivalent of Stealing Skittles? Yeah, basically. I'm going to the basically. sea. Basically. I'm going to the sea. Yeah. I think I think I think grabbing some warm pita going I guess if it's too hard of a walk down to the sea, got knee deep in the pool. I could roll down. That seems like you would not be happy by the time you reach the bottom. Well, I would also probably just go flying off at some point, sort of, you know, Roadrunner style, just cliff, cliff over the cliff. This does look like the whole setting for the Roadrunner. All of this, this is, you definitely hear to expect air heat beep and like someone to make the fake cliff face tunnel yeah. opening. So, <sighs> when do you head back? It's not important. Never. Sunday. Never come back. We fly Stay back there. to England on Sunday. Okay. That's when I fly to uh, Massachusetts with the teen for a college visit. See that? You, we're both going to be on airplanes. Yeah. It's true. Well, says No who better was, day to fly than September 11th. Says Who has been brought to you by you. This episode of Says Who. Everything's fine. Is made possible by you through your support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash says who our Patreon where every Sunday, even the ones where we're in both in the air because we're magic. You get a whole bonus episode of this very podcast if you get to the five or ten dollar a month level that ten dollar a month level also gets you a sticker in the mail because you become a member of the says who sticker club our theme music is performed by ted leo our logo is designed by darth you can contact us at says who podcast on twitter you can email at hey h-e-y at says who podcast.com you can join the discussion on facebook at slash group slash says whovians our facebook group is moderated by janice diller or you could join the fan run discord server at tinyurl.com slash says who discord whatever you do spread the word subscribe leave stars and reviews on apple podcasts or spotify or wherever you listen and you can join us on september 14th where we will both be back at our respective homes for our very next episode that'll be our six-year anniversary episode i believe Dan, i almost said issue because even though i haven't published a magazine in a long time I still think of everything still, in terms of issues. It's still there in your blood. It is. It is. Huh. I'll always bleed newsprint, Maureen. I'm going to go down and see what kind of stuff Holly's bought for her planners and if she has any planner recommendations. I, I want you to be very proud of the teen, Maureen. Oh? He is uh, in enmeshed in college prep, like college application work at this point and it's been very stressful and like about a week or so ago i said to him you know uh maybe you need some kind of planner and he you know like maureen's always talking about planners maybe you need a planner i said to him do you need a happy planner i can get you a happy planner and he went i don't need a happy planner (laughs) and then uh yesterday or the day before he said you remember how you said i needed a planner i found a planner so I ordered him a planner. See, that yeah. does make me happy. 
I know. It's not a happy planner. Look, it's fine. It's a field notes, 56 week planner. Listen, uh, I'm that does. And Holly was just showing me some spooky vellums I could put in and, and like real goth looking discs I could put in my book. So I'm going to go look at those. There you go. Go enjoy the planner. Enjoy the rest of your time. Well, we're getting a lot of work done, Dan. We're getting a lot of work done. I know. I know why. And I was blissfully largely unaware of the news, except for that maybe Harry Styles maybe spit on Chris Pine. It's all I kind of knew. Oh, I didn't know that. That's a whole thing. Okay. My day has been going on for hours, Dan. It is seven o'clock where I (laughs) my my day only began. We've been doing some early morning recordings lately, me and you. So I know the future already. I like it. Well, well then you shouldn't be worried at all. Oh, unless you are. Are you worried? Yes. Oh, shit. This has been Says Who? In- to the sea. To the sea. <laughs> to the sea.